The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we have a very special conversation to share with you in just a few moments. Percy, this is something we've looked forward to sharing with our listeners. Absolutely. We're, we're going to hear from an inspired cancer patient who's going to help us understand for her using the analogy of her cancer journey as a battle, as a fight, being in a war, and how to equip oneself for that battle. What part does attitude play in a cancer journey? I would suggest to you that attitude is immensely important because at the end of the day, uh, you are what you think you are. The Word of God tells us, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I think that this is true with respect to how one perceives their current scenario and then their possible future outcomes, that at the end of that process, They've got to inject some sort of thought process that allows them to even go through the journey, to even engage in the process. That first starts with a mental vision and commitment and focus. And with that in mind, we've titled our program today, This is War, because it really is a battle, isn't it? It really is, and and the Word of God helps us to understand that. And so our spiritual nugget for the day uh, helps us to really establish that school of thought, and it's found in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 3 through 5. And it basically tells us this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In this particular case, understanding that we're going through dynamics physically in our body, in our mind, in our emotions, but there is a spiritual component uh, of warfare that is going to enable, equip, and allow us to work through those natural dynamics that we're facing, but require some spiritual equipment. Percy, I've known you for a while now, and I've seen how cancer patients really affect you. Their attitude affects you and, and gives you hope and strength, doesn't it? Well, I think that cancer patients uh, once you are in contact with them, affects everyone. Again, we've talked about it many times on this show. Cancer is a community disease, and anyone that is in contact with a cancer patient, I certainly have been in contact with many cancer patients, you are affected by them. There, It's not possible for you not to be in, uh, affected by them and looking at them and hearing them and being becoming a part of their journey and their process. It will have some sort of impact upon you, and it will change you in many different ways. And in understanding that it's a real privilege, quite frankly, and a gift that I've had because I've been able to really see the hearts and the essence of people's being as a result of supporting cancer patients over the years. Our heart is to help those on a cancer journey and those who care for them. And one thing we can do is we can provide resources. So we've put together something called the Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. We want to make that available today. Absolutely. Every cancer patient has unique spiritual needs that need to be addressed understood and at least related to. And so part of the engaged component of uh, interacting with cancer patients is understanding, being aware, and then being able to respond favorably to their unique spiritual needs. So even as we begin today, if you want to go to the website right now, healthhopeandinspiration.com, you'll find there a free document. You can download it. It's called Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. We'll mention it again during the program today, but go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Coming up, you'll meet our guest on this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, in your role as a pastor and a minister at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, you rub elbows with a lot of very special people. We run into fantastic people, people from all walks of life, all different socioeconomic, political backgrounds and orientations. And the common thread is that they've all been attacked by this dreaded disease called cancer. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out how to maneuver and manage so that they can move beyond just a diagnosis to thriving and surviving. And it makes it for a very unique engagement and exchange. Well, you and I had the opportunity to sit down with Kimberly Conrad. And what a what an inspirational story she shared with us. I'll never forget the conversation with her. And I want to share it with our listeners today. So let's jump right into it because she jumps right into it and began telling us her story. And she's going to give it to us right now. Um, my son was in college at CU. He wanted to quit school and, and do the journey with me, be with me for treatment. And I just did not want that for him. And so I said, you go to school, I'll go to the front lines, and we'll meet at home for R&R. And out of that conversation uh, came the concept that this was war. And I was a warrior, and it was time to step up. And so we went to an army surplus store and got camo and Is combat that right? boots <laughs> so that um, it was just a visual reminder to me that I was going to put on um, my gear and I was going to go to war. And, and out of that conversation with him and that experience, it um, that triggered uh, a change in my thinking. Instead of seeing chemo and radiation as the enemy, they were my big guns. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to um, I wanted to find. <laughs> a place where I could be treated uh, by experts that um, I wasn't going to have to research and put my own treatment together. I wanted someone that absolutely knew what they were doing. And when my friends encouraged me to call CTCA, um, I found that that was the match for me and arrived and they were my commanding officers. (laughs) I took my orders and we went to war. I was. The spiritual battle you were facing. You know, I was armed spiritually. I had gone to the core of my faith. I had answered the question, what if I die? And one of these days I will die, but only God knows when that will be, when I'll take my last breath. And my opportunity is to live fully every day with with everything that's available to me. And at mm. that time, I needed um, all available to fight cancer. How long ago did you get that diagnosis? That was in 2010, all right. July 2010. And where are you today in your journey? I'm five years out. I'm a survivor and celebrating <laughs> life. All <laughs> yeah, right. Amen. 
That's wonderful. Thank you. Um, you have such a positive spirit and attitude about you. Where, where does that come from, Kimberly? Well, that comes from Jesus because my hope is eternal and it's anchored in him. And so when you look at this question, am I going to die? Yes, I am. And what's going to happen when I die? I'm going to be with my Savior in paradise. Then everything else is just part of the journey here on earth. There are going to be troubles. Things are going to come and go. There are going to be times that are ease and there's going to be times of dis-ease. And with cancer, I was in a time of dis-ease. Hasn't all been easy, I would imagine. No, it hasn't, but it's been an interesting journey. So once I claimed that I am anchored in eternity and I had bequeathed my soul to my Lord and Savior, I bequeathed all my earthly possessions to my son, then it was just a matter of uh, fighting and learning to thrive during that time. And, you know, it's amazing because... um, you, you don't know what's next, but God tells us, do not borrow trouble from tomorrow. So there's that, that balance between investing in the future, but not borrowing any trouble <laughs> back out of the future. And so um, this is something I never would have chosen cancer, and it was a hard time in the body, but it was a sweet time in the spirit. I, I felt that I drew closer to God. I focused on his attributes. I would start each morning without, um, instead of worrying um, about what was to come, just focusing on praising him for who he was. And out of that praising came um, a feeling of gratitude. And I found that gratitude is a very spiritually fertile ground and place to be. And so he just began to to teach me about how much he loved me and that I am his beloved. And Kimalia, you, you use the analogy of fighting and, and warfare, spiritual warfare, and you talked about the dynamic of, and we're speaking to obviously believers, but we're talking about health and wellness and wholeness. And sometimes that's a strained conversation from a faith-based perspective. How did you and how were you able to translate into the idea of using your spiritual uh, base and anchor to equip you for warfare and fighting in a natural sense from a healthcare perspective. Can you share a little bit of how you transitioned into that school of thought? Well, I did. And, you know, God was actually already preparing the way in the grieving of my husband. So in that grieving process, I was reaching. I was reaching for my source of light. I was going to the core. And it was in staying in prayer Um, staying prayerful, realizing uh, that when God tells me that he'll never leave me nor forsake me, therefore I need not fear, really stepping into that, believing that, digesting that. And I came from a place by being in God's word and praying in the support of my church and friends and, and family across the United States that were praying for me, moving from feeling very vulnerable to feeling very valued, beloved of God, He'll never leave me or forsake me to feeling valiant. So it, it was a process. Many believers sometimes struggle with making that transition, specifically with regard to utilizing good health care recommendations, uh, following through with uh, physicians, uh, schools of thought in terms of their faith versus uh, medicine and science. And it seems that though that was a transition for you, you were able to, to migrate into that very well. And I want you to just speak to, again, the importance of how you translated your faith into actionable mm-hmm. steps toward using good health care mm-hmm. processes to fight your battle 
while trusting in God. Exactly. And you stated that so well. I'm not sufficient to provide for myself spiritually, but through Jesus Christ, God's grace is proficient and realizing that that is really my whole life. That trickles down through my whole life and that God has created a body that is designed to immune system to work. And when things aren't working, I feel like that all of that treatment, everything that was available, that's why I wanted to get to experts. I wanted someone that had the state of the art because I feel like that's God's provision. It was, I felt like his provision for me to fight and to fight not knowing what the outcome's going to be, that's in God's hands, is is not my responsibility uh, to know the outcome. My responsibility is to run the race well, to fight well. What did you encounter when you got here? What, what was it that just spoke to you immediately? Kimberly? Well, and, and the reason that I chose to, to even come for a first appointment with Cancer Treatment Centers of America, because from friends, and I'd asked them to pray for me, uh, my friend's husband had treated here, and they said, please go there for a second opinion, gave me a number to call. And, um, and my level of trust just increased the minute that I talked to Doug White, the oncology information specialist, because I had been trying to navigate and put together a, a plan at home mm-hmm. and coordinate all the appointments. Appointments, and to have him say, let me help you with this. So was it the integration of the spiritual and the physical? What, what was it? Well, it, at that point, I, I didn't know other than my friends that were believers had referred me and I trusted them, but I didn't know really what I would see at CTCA. And they had treated in Tulsa and my insurance was going to serve me best here in suburban Chicago. So um, I came and I remember I was just about to have a a really a big pity party because I was by myself and everyone else seemed to, but, but it was by choice. I wanted my son in school. Everyone else seemed to have a spouse, a mother, a sister. Um, and I faltered, I think, as I first walked in. And the first lady that met me at the door was Inez. And um, she was right there and so compassionate. But here's the thing that made the difference for me. I checked in. I went to the, the floor for my waiting uh, for my first appointment. And Inez came up and she said, I noticed that you're by yourself. And I just wanted you to know. <laughs> These are happy tears. <laughs> that... Um, I'm already praying for you, and may I pray with you? Mm. And that was my confirmation that not only was this a place where I could do the physical battle, but someone was going to stand with me in that gap and do spiritual battle with me. And the days unfolded. I met Pastor Andrew Barkley, and he said, how can I help you? And I said, pray for me. Pray for my son right then. Right then, he prayed for He stopped me. and prayed with he you. He did, <laughs> okay. immediately. And so that was the first day. So by the end of the first day, I felt like that I had had spiritual affirmation upon affirmation that this was indeed God's provision for me. Percy, what happened to Kimberly? That's intentional. And, and the scope of services is established to basically provide for patients a sense of community, a sense of family, whether they're uh, with someone or whether they're alone. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what was met to you as you walk through the front door and primarily with people of faith who were willing and able and allowed to basically share that affirmation 
of faith with you as you were journeying through the process. So it's it's very intentional. It's very deliberate. And Kimberly, did that continue through the process? You talked about the first day. That is so exciting and amazing that it did. It did. So my very first chemo infusion, there again, I was I was alone, and Pastor Tammy James came and prayed with me. And then as I was continuing through treatment, I started going to the chapel services that they have every week and often would meet of course, other believers there that we would share the stories, go and have lunch together, became prayer partners with. And so the pastoral care at CTCA do really an amazing job of cherishing my hope and then providing a network for that hope to grow. What a very special person. Kimberly Conrad, our guest today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We'll talk more with Percy about what we've learned from Kimberly in just a moment. But would you go right now to healthhopeandinspiration.com where you can download Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. This document is free and you'll find it to be very helpful. Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients, downloadable at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, good to have you listening today. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We've heard such a powerful and personal testimony today. I just want to remind you that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. We're talking now about the spiritual needs of cancer patients. Percy, this is something you deal with on a daily basis. Well, again, the reality is, and you've often heard the expression that there are No atheists in foxholes. Well, when we're talking about war, battle, conflict, we're talking about cancer care and the diagnosis of cancer, the number one uh, component psychologically that cancer patients are trying to address is coming to terms with mortality, Mm -hmm. life and death, what happens beyond this, uh, what goes on beyond this. And inevitably, that leads one to a spiritual conversation and spiritual concepts. And so some of uh, the more specific and important spiritual needs of cancer patients, number one, is helping them to address, uh, again, did I do something? Did sin cause my sickness and disease? Uh, Is God judging me as a result of something that I did or did not do? Again, how do I make restoration with God and, and, and create fellowship? 
relationship and get back into perfect union with God. These are real core components of spiritual needs. Forgiveness. Cancer patients are struggling through issues of forgiveness for themselves, uh, issues of forgiveness for other individuals. In many cases, uh, they need to call individuals and, and, and ask for forgiveness or to provide forgiveness. That's a spiritual concept. That's a spiritual need at the end of the day. When uh, cancer patients come to terms with what they're dealing with, those questions begin to become very prominent. And we need to understand how to respond to that and address that. You heard Kimalia make the comment specifically as an example that uh, she said when she left her earthly goods to her son and her, her her eternal goods to her heavenly father, it helped to clear space for her. She was prepared. Absolutely. Well, again, those are spiritual concepts, spiritual needs, spiritual issues that really do require to be addressed. As we talked with her, it's obvious that her faith is rock solid. Other people are at different points in their journey and many times have questions, very deep questions. So what happens there, and you're exactly right, Wayne, there's an opportunity potentially uh, to unpack uh, some very heartfelt discussion that in some cases maybe people did not have confidence to ask or did not have a relationship with someone to ask. And so they find themselves now at this place where they're having to come to terms with the possibility of living or dying that now begins to unfold the opportunity to have that type of discussion that, you know, I didn't go to church. I wasn't always the most spiritual person. I've heard it uh, a million times from patients that, you know, I didn't have a real strong spiritual background or religious orientation. And yet, What's going to happen to me, Reverend? Uh, what what happens to me with God? What can I do today to possibly fix some things? And so it, it unfolds so many different dynamics of discussion. And we oftentimes feel so inadequate to answer the questions that are being asked. I think that we feel inadequate. I think that uh, in some cases we're not comfortable with having those type of discussions. That's not an everyday dinner discussion, if you will. <laughs> uh, so we, we become a little uneasy just around the subject matter at large. But I want to go back to your opening point of the opportunity of meeting amazing people. See, it's an amazing gift, Wayne, to be able to be uh, asked to enter into the space of another individual on that level. That's not a surface conversation. That's, you don't take that lightly, do no, you? No, that's not uh, what's the weather like today and, you know, <laughs> what did I eat for lunch. We're now talking about some very deep and some very heartfelt things that people are grappling with. And to have the opportunity to have that discussion and then to be prepared and equipped to further that discussion is really a crucial and a wonderful thing to be able to do with individuals. And I know you do it prayerfully. Well, again, obviously with a lot of prayer, you can't go into that with a cookie-cutter mentality. Uh, you have unique circumstances. You have unique dynamics. So, again, you really have to be open to the voice and the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, obviously, to really give you some insight and wisdom that doesn't come just from your natural uh, wis- your own wisdom, your own knowledge, but begin to really delve and dig into the essence of who an individual is and respond to them accordingly. And I'm sure you've learned to respect the space uh, that a person needs as well to ask difficult questions. Well, the flip side of that is, number one, we should always wait to be invited. Good. We should never, you know, my mom used to tell me growing up, uh, never go to any parties uninvited. And so <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that I never go to any parties uninvited. I need to be invited into that personal space. I need to be invited into that sacred space and allow that person to give me permission and then to understand the parameters of the permission that I've been granted. Because Just because you've been invited in doesn't mean that you've been invited 
to just roam through the house. You know, I've gone to some pretty fancy affairs uh, at some residences, and I've noticed that there are only areas that you were allowed to go into. Other areas were, were guarded and blocked off. Yeah, the so, door is closed. That's right. So we need to be mindful of, of lines of demarcation to be sensitive and allow, again, that person to dictate the terms of that engagement. And, you know, we need to let them drive the bus. You opened earlier with some scripture. Can we return to that as we wrap things up here today? Absolutely, Wayne. Our spiritual nugget for the day is found in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 3 through 5, that basically tells us, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is war. But the way that we fight this war is with spiritual arsenal and weaponry. And we have something that can help you greatly. It's called Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Whether you are on that journey yourself or are seeking to help someone on a cancer journey, please go to our website and download this document. It's free. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, always great to be with you. I look forward to our next visit next week. Absolutely. Victory, and we march on, my friend. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Once again, the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Thanks for listening. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.